You're listening to the Beside the Badge podcast with your host, Paul Bunker, veteran chaplain and friend to law enforcement. Welcome back to the last episode of 2020, the last episode of season one of Beside the Badge. Uh, This, I believe, is our 25th episode. Uh, and it is the ending of season one. Got some great stuff coming down the pipe for next year, so be looking forward to that. This is kind of an extra episode. It's not going to pop up on a Monday morning at midnight. It's going to pop up in the middle of the week, which I've never done before. So um, for those of you who don't know, my name is Paul Buckner. I am a civilian police chaplain in the Missouri area, and I am honored to serve beside the badge I have for over 10 years. And I love encouraging uh, good officers and helping them to stay behind the badge. So getting down to business, the long look in the mirror. If you have not caught the last episode, you should probably go back and listen to that or watch that. And uh, But in the last episode, I talked at length about the long look in the mirror. And I think a lot of times as people, maybe even in particular as men, we don't like to look in the proverbial mirror at who we are. And I don't mean literally a mirror and go, man, I'm a, I'm a sexy beast. I don't mean that. I think as guys, we tend to do that even when we aren't a sexy beast. But uh, I think that's endemic to men. But I do mean looking in the mirror um, emotionally, mentally, physically. Am I in good physical condition or not really? Am I really in good physical condition? Take a long look in the mirror. Am I the person I want to be? Yes or no. And honestly, if we if we really are being real with ourselves, we are not yet the person we want to be. If we're smart, we should realize that we haven't plateaued. If we have plateaued, that's a problem. But that we have more we can be, more we can grow into. Um, there are classes we can take, things we can improve, books we can read. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, you know, I had a conversation recently with a young police officer, a great guy. And he's like, you know, he's like, I'm the best version of myself. And I was like, not even close. I was like, I love you, but not even close. And, and he knows that I love him and he knows I mean that well. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm close to twice his age. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not even remotely close to the best version of myself. And I'm trying to level up every day. And I hope that by my goofy, slightly crazy addled example, people could follow. And as I say, come follow me as I follow Christ. Um, we can always improve, whether it's our financial acumen to realize that hmm, I could actually do better living on a budget. I could actually do better, um, you know, with my family, with my kids. I could do better with my relationships at my department. I could do better with controlling my temper. And stress and trauma can definitely impact how we handle things with our temper. And, and I'm going to tell you on my own journey for 2021, my temper is something I'm going to very seriously be working on. And it's not that I fly into rages and kill people, but Um, especially with some of the things coming down the pipe that are in store for 2021 for me, um, opportunities that have opened themselves. I want to be fully in control of my temper. And um, there are times that I, as a human being, yep, the chaplain messes up. I will say things that I shouldn't say. Maybe that's in a conversation with my wife. Maybe that's in a a conversation with a friend. Um, But or and or I will swear Um, I have a bad habit. I'll be working by myself and hurt myself. And I wouldn't say it if you were there, but I'll say it when it's just me. And 
I'm like, that, that crap's got to stop. <laughs> so those are things that I'm working on, just full transparency as a human being. And we need to be authentic people. We need to not put on airs. I'm way less concerned about Im impressing you than I am than I am influencing you. If you are wanting wanting to be the best cop you can be, wanting to be the best private citizen you can be, wanting to know how to love the police officer in your life better, then I, then I want to help. I'm much less concerned with what you think of me than what you think of things we've talked about, right? So looking that long look in the mirror, and I have taken uh, long looks in the mirror many times and gone, I don't like what I see there. I'm not great about finishing the projects I start or um, uh, or I tend to get distracted easily, which is kind of part of the same thing. Or, you know, I, I started this book and I didn't finish it. I, I went to do this repair on my car and I didn't get it done yet. Or, or I don't, you know, I don't like the, uh, maybe I've procrastinated in this area or I'm not as physically fit as I want to be. All of those things are things that I've, I've gut checked myself, slight pun intended there, gut check when it comes to physical fitness. And I've realized I don't like what I see. And too many times as people, we choose not to choose and choosing not to choose is choosing. That's deeper than it sounds like. We choose to not change our temper, our mouth, how we handle situations, what we let anger us, forgiveness issues. That's something that I am not a naturally forgiving person, but God has done amazing works in my life. And there's personal things, even in the last year that God has restored relationships that were broken, relationships that never existed, people that um, I for years have wanted a relationship with that God has opened doors and forgiveness is an enormous part of that. And that is one of, that is part of my personal journey of the long look in the mirror going, hmm, I don't like that about myself and I want to fix it. And so when it comes to looking at these things, um, getting help for an addiction, getting things fixed in our lives, realizing that, um, I haven't been the handiest guy in my life when it comes to home repairs and my dad built homes for a living and I was okay at home remodeling repairs. But the last about three years I've leveled up enormously because um, I have learned how to fix things. And I, YouTube is your friend. I cannot tell you how many times I have gone onto YouTube, watched three or four videos, realized that the training, the education, the thing they're showing how to do is all there. I have fixed televisions, dryers, washers, vehicles numerous times, all kinds of stuff around my my ranch, um, lights, replaced things, rewired things, um, painted, learned how to paint much, much better. There's a hallway uh, down on the other side of my studio here, my studio that used to be a bedroom uh, when the kids were little, and it's getting a fresh coat of paint. And my skills have improved astronomically in those areas. My wife actually complimented me early this year. She's like, your, your painting, your, your ability to paint has gone, has changed incredibly um, over the last several years. You really are good at it. And I used to be terrible, uh, especially at cut-in work. Cut-in work is an act of patience <laughs> that I didn't really possess. I don't think I'm a naturally patient person. These are things that I've looked at, long look in the mirror-wise and gone, I need to fix these things. I want to level up. I want to be the best Paul Buckner I can be. So getting down to specifics, one of the biggest things that I wasted time with, and time is this thing, everybody has 24 hours in a day. I don't care who you are. You still have the same 24 hours. 
whether you're working or not. Everybody has 24 hours, whether you're um, a lazy butt who never does anything or you are hyper productive to the point of mental breakdown, you still have the same 24 hours. And as a person, especially my, my kid was graduating, life was changing for me. I was realizing I was going to be empty nesting and there was all these positives that could come from it. And I wanted to steer clear of some of the negatives, the tailspins that people go into. If you have children, be aware that there is a chance you will go into an emotional mental tailspin when your kid moves out, especially women. A lot of times guys were like, oh, if you skip me, the kids are moving out. Whoop, whoop. And, but it actually impacts us more than we think it will. So realizing all of these things, a lot of my life was entertainment based, you know, and I realized how much of my life I was just watching TV shows. A lot of them weren't doing anything constructive for me. And a lot of them had negative content in here that wasn't good for my brain. Um, there's a lot of sexual imagery and garbage that's in these uh, movies and TV shows that we don't need. And as a man, staying away from pornography is for many men is one of the biggest problems that we have. And so I really took a long look in the mirror and went, this needs to stop. This is not for me. And there were, there are a lot of shows that I don't watch. Um, I do watch TV. It's not something I do religiously. Um, my wife and I watched two episodes of a show last night and we might watch TV together three times a week. Um, I will occasionally watch a movie. Um, I, I'm more likely to go see a movie in a theater, which 2020 has made abysmally difficult. I refuse to go to a movie theater in a mask. So guess what I don't do? I don't go to movie theaters right now. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to walk across a foyer to in a mask to get my popcorn and then go sit down in a theater and breathe on each other all over the theater. To me, that is the height of hypocrisy. Now, I don't care if you if you don't like that and you think everybody should wear masks for the rest of their life. That is your opinion. You are a free American. I don't agree with that. Sorry. And I refuse to spend my money in environments like that. So for me, movies have been kind of eh. and uh, of course, the entire movie industry got thrown on its ear over 2020. But moving on to a happier topic, I really began to realize, you know what, I'm 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 spending so much time playing video games. I loved video games. I would have two PhDs with the time I wasted on video games. And as men, we have to understand that video games are psychologically designed. They are designed by by video game companies who pay psychiatrists, psychologists. They they pay people that know how to addict and attract in and trap the male mind, that sense of feeling needed and, and leveling up and wanted, the dopamine releases, it's all designed to trap you. Social media, cell phones, how these apps work, the, the buzzing, the chirping, the pinging, the dinging of all these apps and notifications are designed to make us addicted to them. And, and narcissism is skyrocketing in our culture. Men and women are posting selfies constantly on social media for that, that uh, instant dopamine release instead of going for that deeper serotonin release in the brain of, I accomplished this, I read this, I went on this journey, I took this class, I built this thing, I remodeled this thing at the house, I went for a walk with my significant other. And that is one of the truly terrible things that is happening in our culture. And so as I begin to take that long look in the mirror and realize I am I have these major time wasters going on in my life, I press the pause button and went, I've got to fix this. So speaking of the pause button, I'm going to take a coffee sip break and then we're going to talk about a couple of sponsors. Mm. 
We'll come back to that coffee in a minute. So I am blessed with three sponsors. They've been with me all throughout season one. I'm taking them with me into season two. I am blessed to have John Leo Riley with Gentle Response, a friend and uh, an incredible mentor when it comes to de-escalation. He takes a an entire career of law enforcement training and experience. That's the important part, experience. And he distills it down to... Uh, help officers and folks in church and security, uh, church security and similar, know how to de-escalate. And you will win 100% of the battles that you don't have to fight. And it, it's something in our culture that we need to fix is a lot of young people do not want to listen to people who have life experience. And guess what? You, you can actually win by not having to make those mistakes. Listen to the advice Take it for what it's worth. Um, shake out the things that you want to keep and get rid of what you don't. But listen to people who've gone before you. And John Leo Riley brings an entire career of law enforcement training to de-escalation. Gentle response. Look them up online. Check them out. Get them over to your department. Get them over to your church security team. Get them to your corporation. Uh, so secondly, Got Your Six Coffee, my favorite coffee in the world, based out of Springfield, Missouri, award-winning coffee. There's purpose in every cup. Um, I recently, recently as in about a little over a year ago, actually, I went to an event that they were hosting and I was doing security and I was there for emergency medical. We actually had an EMT there um, who's ahead of me on that journey, but I was there to, I'm, I'm good at big and dumb and uh, I have a pretty good chance I could keep you from bleeding out all the red Kool-Aid in your body and dying on the ground if you have a severe bleeding trauma. And what were we doing? It was an event where there was a lot of shooting, a lot of training. So I'm there doing security and a guy came up to me and began to talk to me because he found out I was a chaplain and uh, began to talk to me at length about the fact that he had come to a prior event that this group that Got Your Six Coffee and some others were doing, and he had actually been like quasi-suicidal. He had realized he was in a very bad headspace, and he looked around and realized he had a lot of things to live for. He'd missed the camaraderie uh, that he had had from his background, uh, and he had he had served his nation, and uh, won't tell you specifically what, but he'd done some awesome things. And in that event, had really touched his life. That is just one of the many things that Got Your Six Coffee does. They take award-winning coffee. It's delicious. It really is award-winning. I've been there when they've won the awards and they use it to take care of law enforcement, EMT, paramedics, firefighters, and veterans every single day. Um, that story, I wish I could go into more detail, but I don't have permission. That story is an incredible story. Uh, and Got Your Six Coffee was a huge part of it. I would say, if not the hinge pin, very close to being the hinge pin in that story. And I got to be part of that. Um, that is the kind of mission that they have. I drink their coffee. There's a reason I drink their coffee. Got Your Six Coffee. Check them out online. Get yourself a couple of bags. So uh, Matt Combs with Shield Force International. Uh, strong law enforcement background, more certifications than I can name in this show. And he is dedicated to keeping good cops alive. The way that I'm dedicated to keeping good cops behind badges, he teaches uh, knife defense. He teaches other hand-to-hand -hand skills, firearm skills, surviving the ambush, and a lot of mindset that officers need. Matt Combs, Shield Force International. Check them out. So coming back, I had taken a long look in the mirror and I realized I'm wasting this astronomical amount of time uh, on video games. And, and a verse kind of had stuck with me and resonated with me, almost haunted me. But it was in the back of my head. And it was when I was a child, I thought as a child. But now that I'm a man, I think as a man. And I realized, really, these video games had no 
place. They weren't helping me and they were actually holding me back. And I had looked around a group of guys that I knew that I, I dearly cared about. They're, they're great guys, but many of them didn't own their own home. Now I do, but they didn't own their own home at the time. And they, they were in jobs that weren't really doing a lot for them. They weren't leveling up. Some of them weren't, weren't married or even in a relationship and they were 35 and 40 years old. And I was looking around and going, this is actually holding me back. And, and I had to play whatever new game and I would go do these things. And that for me, it was a stress reliever and that's fine. That is fine. Um, Mark Gunger, who does uh, Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, highly, highly recommend, by the way. But Mark Gunger talks about the fact that um, that we have nothing boxes men that we go to to de-stress and relax. And that's true. He calls it the nothing box. He said, you go to your brain and you pull it out and you slide it out and you open it up and you go to your nothing box. You fish or whatever. That's fine, but it can become a major problem. And these games are designed to be addictive. Social media is designed to be addictive. So I began to take fast from social media. And I was realizing that I was wasting hours a day where my phone would chirp, ding, beep, buzz, hum, something, dance a jig, and notify me that some app on my phone had something to show me. And I, and I, was, I was not becoming addicted to my phone. I was straight out, straight up addicted to my phone. And I went, nope. And I turned off the notifications for everything but my email and obviously phone calls and texts. And that blessed me so much with my productivity, helping me to get stuff done and not distracting me constantly. We are such a distracted society. Um, people have wrecks all the time going down the road because our phones distract us. And uh, I'm not going to dive into that too deeply, but that's a problem. And then with video games, I was realizing I'm wasting this astronomical amount of time playing these games. And I've got one strategy game I still play. It's very simple. And I will play it uh, sometimes uh, at night for a few minutes. And it's I can play a few minutes and it's a little, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's an extremely distilled down to its base uh, elements strategy game. I find it entertaining. Um, and it just, it's a, a relaxation thing that I do. I have no games that I play on my phone. Um, and uh, what I found was not only did it allow me to regain time, but it allowed me to refocus because this time was absolutely being wasted. And I had to have a mental mind shift to say, my time is valuable and I'm never going to get this past. Um, the river is never the same. And that's, uh, that's a really bad quote of a, it's an Asian proverb, I believe. And it's basically saying that, you know, from moment to moment, the river is completely different the water flowing by right now is gone. It's down there. And the water flying, flowing by right now is here. And now it's gone. That's the reality that we face. The, the, the time that we spend in things, we are investing it. Are we investing it in anything that's going to be productive at all? We used to watch all these different TV shows. My wife and I have like three, maybe four shows we watch. We might sometimes we'll, we will have a home date night and we'll cook dinner together and we visit and we talk about our day and we enjoy making dinner together. And it's this, it's this thing that blesses us as a couple. And it's funny because we were doing home dates before they were cool. Like COVID, the, the pandemic made home dates like a necessity for, for a lot of people. We were doing it before it was cool because it was frugal. It was a way to save money. Oftentimes the food was better and we could do things together that we really enjoyed. We found a new meal the other day that we're like, oh yeah, this just got added to the roster of meals that we're going to eat. That's awesome. 
And so we would do these home dates, whatever. And then going back to TV watching, we would have our, our little romantic evening. And then we would pile up on the couch together and throw a blanket over us and watch, um, watch a show. And it might be three or four episodes. It might be two. It might be one. It might be none. And something we started in 2020 that we both enjoy is we will sit there at times and we will read books together. And we're side by side. Um, physical touch is a huge part of marriage. Um, that type of intimacy, and I don't mean purely sexual, that type of intimacy is a huge part of a relationship. So shoulder to shoulder, arm to arm, you know, my wife's cold feet stuck up against the side of my leg because she's always cold. That is an enormous part of relationships. And my wife will many times uh, say, oh, I thought of this thing. And I'll pause the TV show and we'll talk. She's more important to me than the TV show. Guys, we got to get that figured out. We can be so addicted to our stupid games. Yep, they're stupid compared to our relationship. If the power goes out, if 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 there's an EMP, if it's post-apocalyptic time, guess what? Guess what's going to matter? People. Guess what we're not going to be doing laying on our deathbed? We're not going to be laying there going, I wish I downloaded that one social media app because if I'd have downloaded that one social media app, you know, Snapchat, TikTok, something, if, I, if I'd have downloaded that one thing, it would have made my life so much more fulfilling. No, we're going to go, I wish I had spent more time with this person. I wish I'd had this experience. I wish I'd gone on this trip. I regret that I'm too old that I'm going to die and I didn't do this thing. We're not going to go, I wish I'd played Grand Theft Auto 53. That's not going to be what we say. And the same thing is true with TV shows. We're not going to go, you know, I, I'm so glad that I watched all 10 seasons of Name This Show. And there are so many shows that it's just garbage, the stuff that gets spewed through them. So do we watch TV shows? Yeah, it happens. It's it's part of our week. It's not the dominant part of our week. And we don't literally go, oh my gosh, we, we have to know what happened on this show. What, what, what happened? Like last night, we actually stayed up a little bit late and watched an extra episode. We had just enough time. I looked at it. We'd go to bed about a half an hour late. We we're both okay with it. And we stayed up and watched an extra episode because it was interesting. But it wasn't this gotta have it now, gotta watch it. And there's been literally shows that my wife and I have watched that we're like, this is stupid. Like it literally creates ridiculous drama and stresses you out for what? Again, it's something to think about, the long look in the mirror. And then you've redeemed that time when you've realized that the river's never the same twice, that you never get this time back. There's only so many hours, days, weeks, months, years that you'll be alive. It's easy to think when you're a young pup that you'll always always be alive, but you won't. And if you're in law enforcement, you're in a dangerous career that you really don't know what life is going to bring. So people are like, I'm so busy and I don't have time. Well, but are you really? Because if you actually look at the time that you have and what you're probably wasting as an American or as a, as a citizen of the world, uh, yeah, you're probably wasting astronomical amounts of time because that's what we do as people. So coming around, um, I, I make sure because the best version of Paul is close to God. The, my, my pastor and friend that passed away about two years ago, he used to say that he said, my wife, my wife likes me better when I'm close to God. And that helps me to realize that I need to stay close to God. And I have discovered for me, the best version of Paul Buckner is close to God. 
the best version of Paul Buckner is in the Word of God. The best version version of Paul Buckner volunteers his time. And the best version of Paul Buckner does self-development, self-improvement, um, personal development. The best version of Paul Buckner works out. Um, in 2021, my goal is to add cycling. I used to, a lot as a kid, I, I rode bikes a lot. And I love it. And that's something I miss from my childhood. Um, and I'm going to start running. And I've got some specific reasons for that that we'll talk about in the very next episode. I just can't talk about it in this episode yet. And um, I'm going to be adding running to my regimen about once a week. There's going to be some sprinting and some other running that's going to be involved in there. Um, but the best version of ourselves needs to be educated. We don't we don't level up without some type of outside influence. And for me, that's books, that's different things. So I'm going to grab a book here that I recently finished, as in last night I finished. It's called The Miracle Morning. And as a, as a Christian, an evangelical Christian, a fantastic book. There's many biblical principles in this that he unconsciously has stumbled across because I don't believe he is a, a Christian, but one of the, he does talk about uh, a lot of different really fascinating things. And I've learned a lot of them over the years. I've picked up slowly about, about when you get up and how you get up and what you do and, and quiet time and helping to plan your day. And he just bundles it in an amazing book. I highly recommend it. I don't highlight in books generally, and I don't write in the margins of books. I did both with this book and it's not going to be the last time I read this book. Um, I bought this book for a dime, and that's something I want to talk about, uh, is the value of something. But I bought this book for a dime at a flea market. It, there's a, a booth at this particular flea market. It's full of books. I walk in, and I look over, and I see this book. I read the description of the book, and I buy it for a dime. And I think this book originally retailed for um, about 10, 12 bucks. I'd have to look, but it looks like it, it looks like it came about for about 10 or 12 bucks, uh, 10 or $12. But, um, interesting book, very intriguing, lots of highlighting, lots of underlining, lots of notes in the margins, things I've learned the hard way in my forties that maybe you can learn in your twenties or, or wherever you are at. Maybe you're older than me. Never too late to learn, right? If you're still drawing breath, never too late to learn. I have fallen in love with learning. And that's one of the things I think that comes out of our, our school system and, and, and things in our country is a lot of times people really don't love to learn. They look at learning as this labored thing that they don't want to do. And what's fascinating is when we shift our mindset and learn to look at things differently, I'm not the person I was a year ago in good ways. Do you struggle with things? Then develop positive coping mechanisms by learning how to improve yourself. If, if we're just coasting through life, I mean, we've all seen those people that are on... Um, an escalator that the escalator just carries them up. Well, life, and they've got those, those rolling belts that you can just climb on at airports. I've been in these regional airports. I can walk faster <laughs> than, than those belts can take me. Are we just going to coast through life? Or are we going to go? <laughs> and I literally have walked next to people and passed entire groups of people who are on those belts or gone up steps faster than people can on an escalator because I'm motivated. Life is that way. Are we just coasting through life, waiting on the next thing to happen to us? Life doesn't happen to me. I happen to life. And I was I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. I said, you can walk through a crowd and people are like, oh, and somebody hits you and somebody bumps you and somebody bumps you and you're like, oh my gosh, people are bumping into me. Oh. Or you can look and watch people and anticipate their movements. And my wife and I have talked about this. 
I can guide her through a crowd because of situational awareness, because of reading people's body language. We never bump into people. And I can move and anticipate people who are blindly moving through a crowd and they're not thinking about what they're doing and they'll suddenly turn and dart and I will have gone around them moving. It's just, it's an observation skill. It's something I've been blessed to have developed over the years. And you can either let life happen to you and things hit you and things bump into you and this happens to you and it's awful and woe is me and poor me, or you can happen to life. And that's the thing that I want all of us as people, as law enforcement, as believers to stop and think about is, am I impacting life and people around me or is life and people around me, is that impacting me? And both things are true, but I happen to life around me. Um, and I don't know how long I'm going to live, but my goal is to burn so brightly that I can light the path for other people. Now, maybe I'm going to burn briefly. Maybe this candle is going to burn a long time, but I'm going to burn intensely. The word of God says that you, you know, you, you can't hide a city on the hill, on a hill. How many times have you driven over a hill and a rise or something and you come up and spread out in front of you is are the lights of a city or you're driving along and you look and in the distance is the glow of of lights at night in a city i want to be that kind of person that that i can have an impact on me on me yes but but on other people around me that's why i do personal development i want to impact me so maybe i can help somebody else are we letting life happen to us or are we happening to life and uh, I'll climb off that soapbox. But then for me, the best version of Paul has positive hobbies. The best version of Paul um, has uh, goes to classes. I'm getting ready to, in January, and I'm so excited about this, to attend a, a class as a chaplain. I've never had truly formal training as a chaplain. That's correct. Never have. I've been in the trenches slugging it out, but I never went to boot camp, as it were. So I really am looking forward to this class that I'm going to take. And it's a, it's a one and done. It's a one day class, but it's something I'm going to invest time and money and energy into. And I'm going to go learn because I want to be the best Paul Buckner I can be. And part of that is being the best chaplain I can be. And then um, for me, it's reading, it's audiobooks, it's podcasts. And if you're, if you're driving around in a patrol car day or night on patrol, odds are you have the ability to have a Bluetooth in your ear uh, and listen to something. Maybe you've got a partner in the car with you and you can't actively do that. Uh, or maybe you do and they want to listen to it too. Um, there are many, 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 many fantastic podcasts out there. Um, you want to be encouraged and and uh, uh, motivated? Listen to Jocko Willink, the Jocko podcast, J-O-C-K-O, the Jocko podcast, because uh, he, he'll motivate you to get some. You know, and he's got a lot of things. When bad things happen in life, he's like, good. Now we have time to prepare for the next thing. Good. If you want to be motivated, listen to something like the Jocko podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts that I have paused them. I've talked about this before. Um, maybe even on this podcast where I have been in the middle of listening to a podcast or an audiobook and had to pause it or, or a physical paper book and, and stop and go, I just leveled up. I am literally not the same person I was before I listened to this. And it's not a pride or an arrogance thing. It's incredibly humbling to go, I, I didn't even know that about myself. I, I'm that way and I've got to fix that or, or this is one of my strengths. I want to hone that and sharpen that even more. So I've been taking a long look in the mirror for a lot of years and, and trying to become the best version of me. And I think that's one of the things that if I could encourage people I've been blessed with mentors. I've been blessed with friendships with people that are 
an incredible guide, a light and a lamp for me to kind of go through life with. And I discovered a lot of these things in my 30s and 40s that I really would like a lot of these younger police officers to experience now. And, you know, I know I know police officers that are 21 years old. What could I maybe give them as a mentor to help them in life? relationships, home life, because we all know that your finances and your children and your relationship with your spouse or your loved one, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever it is, that spills over and it shows up at work. So how do we have the best versions of those of that life at home so that we can deal with the stresses at work differently and better because they do follow us to work and work follows us home. So how do we become and maintain and stay the best version of ourselves? So I'm going to pray this episode out. This is the last episode of 2020, of season one, what, what? So I'm going to pray this out. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone who's listening. I ask that you would guide this podcast to the right ears, that they would, that the right people would hear it, would experience it, that, that you would take my nonsense, my utterings, the things that I say, and you would bless people with them, that they would hear and feel and know my heart. And Lord God, they would know that there are people out there that care about them, that, that know that we need the good police officers. And Lord God, I ask that you'd help these officers to stand up and be counted and to be that example in their departments, Lord God. I lift them up to you. I ask that you protect them supernaturally, that when the bad guy comes against them, that they would stumble and they would fall, Lord God, that their, their ambush and their attack against these officers would fail. Lord God, that you protect them supernaturally up to and including bending the bullets around them. We ask this in your son Jesus' name and we thank you for it. Amen. Guys, I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Beside the Badge podcast. Stay safe out there and be sure to subscribe and share this podcast.